All right. Welcome back to Dev Theory Podcast, a podcast about everything web development. We talk about how entry-level developers can get into the industry, code tooling, our code coding journey, interviews, and more. I'm Sean Willis here with our co-host, Isaac Weber. What's up? Not much, man. Let's give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Ufeezy. Ufeezy is a DevOps SaaS software as a service that enables your organization to deliver software faster, powered by your own Kubernetes infrastructure. Ufeezy is a 10x better way to visualize and automate your deployments. It's easy with Ufeezy. Beautiful. Awesome, dude. Now, I would like you to say a little bit about Ufeezy. I think you got it cut out on one of our episodes, but you'd played around with it a little bit, right? Uh, I, I played around with it a little bit. I, I didn't do much, but the, the thing that caught my eye about Ufeezy is the, uh, the ability to... Um, not, not the ability. It's, it's, it doesn't go to sleep. So with Heroku... Right. That that was a big deal for me with Heroku. I'm I'm building a uh, some like side project that uses Node, and I've got it deployed on Heroku, and it it will go to sleep after like 30 minutes, and that's causing some issues with the, like a cron job I'm running. Like it just drops the cron job because of the process is no longer going after right. it goes to sleep. So yeah, that that's something I've been looking for. Something that doesn't go to sleep that's that's cheap or free or or whatever so yeah ufeezy seems like a great option for that yeah it's not bad as far as it's a uh, it's definitely a heroku competitor the the biggest difference you'll find when you use it is that it doesn't it's not just like an all batteries included type of thing you'll need to know kubernetes infrastructure um, and and already have knowledge of that to use ufeezy uh, properly so there does take some knowledge uh, previously awesome all right let's get started today's topics we're going to be discussing the main topic overall is tips on getting into the industry applying just normally applying to jobs tracking your applications and responses finding a mentor and also keep coding all right let's dive into networking um in your experience, Isaac, what do you think as far as networking that you would encourage an entry-level developer to do? Yeah, we, we kind of talked about it in one of the earlier episodes. I think it was one or two where we uh, a really good thing to do is, is get connected into a Slack community. Um, when in, for in Nashville, for instance, we have one called NashDev where there's thousands of developers that that come together and there's different channels that we can talk about different things it's a really really good resource for uh for doing that sort of thing and and just getting connected with people um these communities are usually really beginner friendly um you know, there's there's even specific channels for beginners and mentors uh that's literally one of the channel names in, in nashdev uh so that's one way I would say another great way is is just looking in your area for meetups, uh, developer meetups. If you're in a, a decent sized town, there's there's usually a, a some sort of software developer meetup, and and 
if it's not in your language of choice, I would say even go to them still just to get connected with other developers because most likely they have experience in the language that you're trying to get into or they, you know, just yeah. in, they have advice in general. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't just shun uh, one just because it, it's not the language that you want. You know, it could be like Pi Nashville, which is the Python group for Nashville or uh, you know, Nashville does have a, a, a JavaScript meetup, but say you're in some random town that only has one meetup, then I would say go to it. You know, if it's tech, if it's tech involved and, and you can meet some programmers, I would say absolutely go to that. Yep. Also, I would say if you don't have any, like uh, I didn't have any in Murfreesboro, I created my own uh, meetups. I did wait until I found the job to create that meetup because of just i guess my own insecurities of creating developer meetup <laughs> and i'm not a developer yet but i wouldn't let that hold you back because you can find other developers in the community that may be looking just like you are and um because you created that network it'll definitely help because you can bounce ideas off each other i learned a lot from the developer community and uh just what tech they're using right like it's very interesting to see and hear what people are using um and yeah. that alone i think is in, uh, invaluable in in your networking um is you you see what's being used in a professional level mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and you know i think another thing that you might be able to do is if you don't have meetups in your area or a, a slack channel to be a part of uh then there's there's got to be a, a more than a few resources online. I know that there's a bunch of different Facebook groups uh, that that are developer focused. Um, there's there's public groups that aren't specific to an area like NashDev. Uh, you know, so there's there's definitely ways to find a community. I would say, just in my experience, the communities that I found online are are mainly for like. Uh, a specific framework or something like that, like a React uh, Discord or or something to that effect. So you might be able to even get even more niche with what you're trying to, to focus on. Exactly. Um, you know, it really just depends on on what group you're joining. Uh, but there's plenty of stuff out there. Just just Google away and, and you'll find a community that is welcoming, I'm sure. So exactly. Yeah, I, I don't know if you actually mentioned the bra the uh, the domain, but meetup.com is where you can find all the local yeah. developer meetups. A majority of tech industries or developers use it. It does charge the host. So for me at burrow.dev here in Murfreesboro, I, I get charged $98 every six months. And I spent time the first, I think the first year, I, I spent trying to find sponsors, but ended up just using my own money because I believed in the vision of, of just uh, forwarding, like moving the uh, the tech community forward in in Murfreesboro. So, I, uh, I think two like two years in, I was able to find sponsors to pay for the fee each uh, bi yearly. And it was a, a, a recruitment firm. So here, in, actually from Nashville. So they are heavily involved in the Slack workspace as well as coming to our meetups. Overall, we're going to be covering inside here is networking. Is the is your meetup burrow.dev? Is that where you find it? Yeah, you go 
in any browser and you type in bro.dev, it'll send you, it'll forward you a link to our meetup uh, channel. So you'll see all the events. From there, you can submit a, uh, a form. You'll fill out a form and then that'll go to me. And then, so we filter all our new users because we kept getting spammers. And then from there, we, you get sent an invite and you can join the, the Slack workspace. Great. Yeah, and for Nash Dev, if you go to nashdev.com, then you, you'll be able to uh, request an invite and then they'll they usually respond in a couple hours, and it, it, you'll be in that group. Um, so yeah, those those groups are invaluable. It's just an amazing resource. Uh, from my experience, most people are very friendly and and are, are accommodating of new of newcomers. So yeah, how big is NashDev now? It's huge, dude. It's crazy. Let's uh, see. Let's see. Jobs Channel has three thousand over three thousand. So the announcements channel, I think, is is everybody. It's almost 7,000. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. BurrowDev were a, let's see, a small group of like 200, 280. Our meetup meet group has over 400 because some of the Tri-Cities, like Nashville, Franklin, um, people will join our meetup just to see like what's going on in, in our area. Yeah, that's cool. Cool, man. Anything else to say about networking before we move on? Uh, yeah, I mean, on top of not only getting in communities, I would say making friends with developers uh, is is a big piece of it too. Uh, just just be friendly, you know. Try to try to do what you can. I would say a good way to to make friends and <clears throat> and to I don't know, become trusted in the, in the community is, is just helping out where you can, giving feedback where you can. If you've learned something, give back to the community. People will, will respect that. Uh, it's not all about take. You got to give sometimes. And, yeah. and I would say giving more than not will help you out in the long run rather than just taking. Uh, from yeah, I, that actually leads me into another one that I, I'm, I'm actually moving this topic into networking. It's like finding a mentor, right? With, yeah. with um with the whole taking and giving thing um the mentorships i found like i'd mentioned in my uh, in my dev journey uh were like monumental for me in my success so finding someone in in your networking circle to uh to bounce ideas off of to guide you in the tech and then to help like if you have questions, I know for, for me, my first few jobs, even now, like I, I lean on mentors. I know my, my title is senior, but like there's people that are way smarter than me that I lean on and, um, and they offer mentorships. And now that I have some experience and, and understand enough, I, I mean, offering mentorships back to, to anyone that, that needs it. I think is a good way to give back and, and strengthen your network. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's something that I think I was, even now I'm like, you know, I would consider myself probably in the senior level and, and I, I, I'm still like struggling to, to think of, a mentor or someone that that like I'm I feel comfortable reaching out to I think for me that's always been something that's kind of tricky it's like I don't want to bother somebody or yeah or you know kind of like 
be be pestering to them or something. But I think, you know, just if if you were able to find someone that you trust and and that you you're friends with that, to be your mentor, that's a, a, a bit more experience. I think that's the key there. Uh, it, it it is tough finding a mentor um, to people who want to do it and. But yeah, it, it never it, hurts to ask. For me, in my experience, like finding a mentor, it was like you found a friend and he just happened to be a brilliant friend. Right. It was like, it was like, here, like, I know this, like, I'll share it with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like definitely finding a friend first that you can relate to helps when it comes to like, hey, like if you have a question. Yeah. Um. Cool. Let's let's move on to the next one. So applying. So when you're getting into the industry, obviously you have to apply to jobs. Tips and tricks on how to make the best of your application process is what we're going to talk about next. So you want to start this off? Uh, sure. Um, yeah. So I think something that I found success in applying is, well, there's a few things. So let's say you're applying to you're a brand new developer and you're applying to every company that you can get your hands on essentially. And that's what I did. And, and I think the goal there is to, to stand out, right? I mean, you most likely don't have a ton of experience. You most likely, uh, you know, you, you haven't had the, the, tech companies to that you've worked for in the past so you can't use that as leverage at, as someone to stand out um, so I think one one thing that I have done in the past is actually um, you know if I was really serious about a company if I really wanted to work for them I would go and I would look at the job description and I would see their tech stack and let's say it was react uh, node and something else right and I would try my best to create a, a project specific to that company hmm. to, to prove nice. to them that I, I could code yeah. as well as like they, they know it's me who coded it because it's for their company, right? Unless yeah. somehow I was able to find some random code about their company, which is unlikely, right? And so it, it is a lot of work, and it, and it but it shows that you're serious for one and you can code and you're 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 standing out because most people probably aren't building a, a specific app for that company right and i'll give you an example of this there's a company uh it was it was an agency they were building stuff in in Vue js and they seemed like a really cool really cool company and so they i forget exactly the tech stack but it was it view the main framework JavaScript framework. And so I went on their website and I found that they had like an about page and it was like all their pictures on this about page in like a grid layout. Right. Yeah. And so what, what I did was I went and I took all the images off their about page and I cropped them to be like uh, each, each image would have a cropped version of it. So it'd be like cropped crop section of the head, crop section of that person's nose, crop section of that person's mouth. And then I created like a face swapper thing in view to where you could like 
change the someone else's forehead to be on someone else's mouth or someone else's nose or whatever. And then I, I deployed it and send it to them. And they like somebody even reached out to me directly from their company. It was like, dude, this is hilarious. Like, this is the funniest thing. Like, we're all laughing in the office. This is great. And <laughs> I, I ended up not getting that job somehow. But they 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 called me and they're like, look, like this, this was amazing. Like you did great. There, this was like the best competition we've ever had for a job. Uh, like we'll keep you posted if there's anything in the future. So you know, I think that sort of thing really sticks out. Uh, that might be a bit overkill for doing it on every job just because yeah. that would take so much time. But I think so, a, a really quick win is doing something like a, an email, a custom email. Uh, so you could do a, a custom email template. That's It's actually not too difficult. Uh, so you, you create an email template branded to them or, you know, coded specifically to that company and you send it out to somebody who who's in that company or someone who, like the, the recruiter that's involved there that might be able to pass pass it on you know yeah, so just good. just doing everything you can to stick out and to to make them aware that you are really serious and that you can code i think those those two things are really important yeah so when we graduated our um i forget his name in the um shoot i forget his name Hold on. Uh, Joshua. Um, so Josh, he, um, what was his business? Like a manager type of like, he was yeah, over he was Iron kind of Yard. Like student relations type thing, but also kind of like the director or something. I, I forget exactly what he did. Yeah, he, yeah, he was like campus director. Anyways, that was yeah, less, less important. But the reason I was saying that is because he encouraged us to do um, five, I think it was like five applications a week and he, so, and he would follow up on it and, and see if it was someone that he knew and then he would follow up as well. One of the tips I would include in applying is do you know anybody that's at that company? Do you like, are you connected to them? on LinkedIn or is someone else that, you know, connected to that person, whether it's, um, whether it's a friend of a friend type of thing. Um, and the benefit of reaching out to directly to that person after you apply is they can kind of help almost like cheerlead your, um, application to the top. Sometimes it doesn't always happen. But whenever you've made a legit connection and um, and they trust that connection, it, it, it definitely can help. I always try to find at least one person um, per company that whenever I'm applying so they can put a face to a name to, to a resume and um, it, it helps. I try to make as much personable um, introductions as possible instead of just seeing a piece of paper. Right. Yeah. And that's that's exactly another way of differentiating yourself between the the sea of people that are applying. You got to think that, you, you know, like you might have the skill, you might have all these things. But at the end of the day, they're looking at a stack of papers that that 
or a flood of, of emails coming in from people applying to these jobs and, and anything at all that differentiates you is, is key. And I know that's tough, uh, especially if you're new to the industry, you might not have the, the resources and the, the connections. But once again, going back to, to networking and meetups and all that stuff that we talked about earlier, that's the reason you do it, is to make those friends, to, to be that, that familiar face uh, a great example of this is actually you, Sean. I mean, we we uh, became friends in the in the coding boot camp, and you got that job before me, and then moved on to the next job, and I, and that's the reason why I was able to get into Titan Web Marketing Solutions. So, yeah. just just making connections everywhere you can. Tell everybody you know that you're a web developer. You you honestly d never know where a job is going to come from. It could come from thin air. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like um, you got to find that opportunity. And sometimes it's it's random places. The other thing I would say is crafting your personal brand and story to where it's like a sentence or two that it can easily be uh, said in front of um, the in view interviewer. Right. So and find a way to align your story with the company's story so that they see this 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 guy is not just here just to 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 find a paycheck right but he's he's passionate about the problems we're solving yeah those are great points for sure yeah cool. anything else about applying that you can think of that we need to touch on uh yeah i think it's always really important to to prove that you can code and so uh, another good way to do that and maybe a bit easier than, than creating a custom application each time is just having a, a portfolio that you show people. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I think, uh, yeah, just if you're, if you're able to create a, a website that has all your projects on there, that has the GitHub links, that has uh, links to the demos, that's always super helpful uh, so people can, can see what they're getting. Uh, in, in a lot of ways, these companies are taking a gamble on you and because truly you don't have experience and so do everything you possibly can to show them that it's you're not a gamble that you can code that you're going to pr provide value to that company and to add on to that i definitely agree with having a, a portfolio slash website along with a resume and then and then keeping your linkedin up up to date that yeah. website is an extension of you it's like a salesperson that never sleeps so having your story and brands the way that you want it on your website and then consistent um, keep that content consistent with your linkedin or social media i did i did um a po not a podcast but i did a blog once a week during iron yard and then post graduation i did a post once a week and the um i forgot to mention this in my journey but the first um, employer titan that he was a small business owner. So he's like, he wanted to know more about me. And he read through quite a bit of my blog post just to understand who I am as a person. And he joked about in, in the interview that he felt like he knew me more than he did his kids. And because of how, how much content was in there. And that was an also a way to sell me to the, the, the owner before I even had a conversation with him. Yeah, that's that's another great way is is just blogging and or YouTubing or yep. anything really, just anything to get yourself out there to 
to show who you are, to show your personality, to show that you you're hungry to learn anything at all. <clears throat> you know, I think yeah. those, those things really set you apart. Yeah. YouTube channel, man, it's free. You just, just code and do your, your YouTube channel and, and find things that you're excited about to build. So build it, code it, talk about it on a live stream. That would be, that'd be brilliant. All right, let's move on to the next thing. So track your applications and responses. I use Trello when I was looking and applying, and I even actually share my board publicly. So if anybody is interested, reach out to me. You can send us an email at uh, devtheorypodcast at gmail, and um, me and Isaac will, will see those emails. And I can share a link of that Trello board. You could probably also Google it, Deshaun Willis Trello board. Um, we, can, we can throw that in the show notes too. Awesome. That will be a good example of what it looked like and what it took to, to spend three months applying to 99 different jobs. I did not track my, <laughs> I, I kind of did. I started to, I think yeah. I did use Trello for a little bit, but then I, uh, they encouraged that at the boot camp, and I would encourage that too. Just keeping track of, of who, who you've applied to, who, uh, who's rejected you, who's not gotten back to you. It, it's really helpful. Right. It's it. I know it's quite, quite tedious, but it, it, uh, it definitely helps you look back on, on things and, and I would, you know, to the second that I would say, uh, following up is actually a, a big piece of it too, that yeah. I, I think I neglected uh, too much. And, you know, if, if they don't respond to you, then, then hit them back up and say, Hey, like, I'm still right. really interested in the position. Do you guys still have it open? Like, you know, that sort of thing, uh, to be persistent and, and to get an answer for, from them is, is pretty important. And so tracking those things is, is, is important as well. Um, you know, so I, I, like I said, I've, I neglected that. And that was one of the things that I regret of my job journey, but, um, luckily I was able to find something, but yeah. All right. One last thing. And then I want to answer some questions from one of our listeners, uh, John Riley. So the last thing I want to say is keep coding side projects, take on freelance jobs, don't stop coding and, and find things you're excited about. If you don't have a friend or family, you can build a website for free or for a hundred bucks or something that you can add to your portfolio site. Um, take on some projects that uh, either like a West boss training course, like I've done, or um, I know embercast.com is another one where they teach you how to build out full stack applications, uh, free code camp. What's, what's some other ones? Code Academy. Code, Code Academy. Yeah. So any of those, mm -hmm. just Google it. Yeah. Just keep coding and keep pushing those projects to your GitHub so they see that you're you're active. All right. Let's get into some of the questions that um, that we got from our listeners. How what items did you learn while in the boot camp? How deep did they go? Uh, did it transition to real world? Well, let's start there. Okay. And then um, if we have time for other ones, we may leave the other questions for the next podcast. We talked about this a little bit in the in episode uh, podcast. Three. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we, we, we took the front end path. And so it was HTML, CSS, JavaScript, Vue.js, and Ember.js. 
were was the the whole gambit um with with html and css we we did a lot of responsive design stuff we did a little bit of uh sass actually um we 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 talked about debugging quite a bit in html and css if if a yeah uh, if a class didn't exist and we were trying to target it or or uh, if the the HTML wasn't wasn't formatted properly, then how does that affect the the markup and all of that stuff? In JavaScript, we did we did a little bit of testing. We uh, learned about scoping and closures and functions and variables and the difference between uh, const and var. And we were basically building out CRUD applications and we did that. We did that 21 times. So we did about twice a week. We built a CRUD application whether it was, it was a simple CRUD app where it just created something and maybe updated it. And, and I think I got a bonus point because I, I deleted something. Right. So it wasn't, it was very basic um, applications but as far as the real world transitioning into the real world um i I think all of it was was useful in a sense the i mean the i know you'd mentioned about like well we didn't know react and and we learned other frameworks but the foundation of uh was useful of of javascript to see what what's the potential of what we can build and just getting in the mindset of that the te- the technology can provide solutions that we may not have even thought of. Yeah, and I, I think a big part of the boot camp for me was just giving myself confidence and yeah, and the tooling to to figure out the problems for myself. I, three months is a really short time to learn how to code. It it it's doable, but I would say you definitely don't know everything coming out of, out of the boot camp three months out. So it, it, it definitely requires a lot more learning on your own. Uh, but I would say it gets you over that hump of like, Oh my gosh, can I do this? Like, can I even yeah. get a job in this? I think that, that right. for, for me, that's where the value came from boot camp and the real world. That's where it translated for me to, to the real world was, was that confidence and just the, people backing me and saying you can get a job with this knowledge that you have currently. Yeah. It also gives you like a map of like expectations. If I can build out a a, a fully functioning CRUD app, then I know I can get a junior job, right? The, um, the technologies obviously um, get more advanced the deeper you go. But as far as your basic CRUD app that we definitely were able to, to, to start that when we, graduated even if it was copy pasta like we we could copy pasta to get things somewhat functioning and then from trial and error of of moving into a new repo you can see okay well this isn't working and then you dig in you debug and you figure out what's wrong and and debugging is one of the most invaluable skills that you can learn anything else you want to to add uh, no, I think this is good. I mean, we could absolutely do another episode on this. Uh, I think I've got a few more tips and, and tricks that awesome. we could talk about. Um, and yeah, we can just yeah, getting tips and getting into the industry, man. There's a lot. 
there. And um, if, if people listening, if you have other questions that we didn't cover, uh, let us know so we can cover it in the next episode. All right. Thanks again for listening to Dev Theory Podcast. I'm Sean Willis with our co-host, Isaac Weber. If you like this show, please leave a review and share it with your friends. If you'd like to be a part of our live recordings and ask us questions, you can just go to burrow.dev in your browser. It'll send you to different uh, events of when we are uh, recording live. Also, if you're a tech company interested in sponsoring this podcast, you can email us at devtheorypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again.